Welcome everyone to a new episode of Dear Hallmark. My name is Dara and this is a space where I nerd and geek out over all things Hallmark Channel, movies, TV shows, and stuff. That and stuff can sometimes include up TV movies, GAC movies, Lifetime Christmas movies as you'll find out this Friday, and all of that that entails. So... At the recording of this, <laughs> we have found out two things. Daniel Lissing is reprising his role as Jack Thornton on When Hope Calls. The I believe it's When Hope Calls Christmas. I don't know if it's the actual season two. I think it's the Christmas installment that will be coming out December 18th. Now, I... Do not follow When Calls the Heart. I've watched a grand total of four episodes. I watched the very first pilot episode, and then I watched the final three episodes of season eight. So that's all of the When Calls the Heart knowledge that that I know. Everything that I found out once the news broke that he would be even going back is from y'all. So (laughs) finding out that he died in When Calls the Heart, and then, like, how are they going to bring him back? Maybe it's a dream. Maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. (laughs) I am high-key intrigued. And from what I gathered from the first episode, Abigail was, like, Elizabeth's mother or auntie figure. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. What was Lori Loughlin's character's like Abigail's role and how was it central to the plot of When Calls the Heart? That's something I need help with because I, I'm i a When Hope Calls fan. I'm, I'm actually going through and re- rewatching it. And it <laughs> let me try that again. I am going through the series and I'm rewatching it again so I can reintroduce myself to the characters so that by the time the Christmas special comes out, I would have had, you know, it's all fresh in my head. But I'm curious how Abigail is going to fit into the storyline and the narrative of When Hope Calls. I am very curious about that. Next, Miss Danica McKellar has released the news of her co-star for her January 2022 GAC movie titled A Winter Palace. Her co-star is none other than the homie Neil Bledsoe. When I tell you my cheeks, and I'm a brown woman, so it's hard to see my cheeks go red. I'm so excited because... One of my favorite Christmas movies of all time is Coming Home for Christmas, which they both play the lead in. There was just something that Neil Bledsoe was able to capture. I think as I was DMing a fellow Hallmark watcher, I called it, he had the perfect blend of ice and warmth (laughs) that I felt like spoke to the role so majestically and perfectly. Opposite Danica's like warm kind of wide-eyed, bushy-tail, bubbly, I'm still trying to figure out my life. Like, that was the vibe she was going for. (laughs) It just worked so well. And I'm hoping he plays the royal in this and not her, the princess, because he, that, that very stoic role, he does such a good job with. Because again, I feel like he brings 
enough undercurrent of warmth to make him to make you believe and like relatable to the sense of like, yeah, I could see her with this guy. I could see why she would fall for him or why she, she has affections towards him or whatever. So I, I'm excited about that. Now to all of my readers out there, do you, when do you start your Christmas reading? Because I've been training myself to start Christmas reading during Thanksgiving, but I kind of want to start right now. But I haven't given my fall reading list a a crack at it yet. Like I have a, a seasonal book basket. So like books that I'm, or I should say a currently reading book basket. So these are books that I'm planning to get to immediately, but I do it seasonally. And so all of the books that I want to read for the fall are in this basket, and I've only touched one. (laughs) So I'm trying to finish at least one more before Thanksgiving so that I could then go full speed ahead into my Christmas reading. And let me know if you would want to hear or see. I might do a post about this. Um, and I may incorporate some Hallmark published titles as well. We'll see. But one of them I'll just mention is actually the novel that the movie Coming Home for Christmas is based off of. And this is by Jenny Hale. It's called Coming Home for Christmas. So I want to read the book and see how the book relates to the movie. I'm excited about that. Well, we are going to take a break and then we are going to get into our Christmas movie for this episode, which is our Hallmark Movies and Mysteries installment, A Mrs. Miracle Christmas. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everyone. So we are going to be talking about Debbie Makeover's A Mrs. Miracle Christmas. And here is the synopsis as given by the Hallmark Movie Checklist app. When a family faces loneliness and loss of faith, Mrs. Miracle swoops in to renew their Christmas spirit, and they experience a holiday of heavenly proportions. Now that is extremely accurate. This movie stars Caroline Ray. She plays Mrs. Miracle. Caitlin Doubleday plays Laurel. Steve Lund plays Will. And Paula Shaw plays Helen, who is the grandma. Okay, again, Coming Home for Christmas. Paula Shaw is also the grandmother in Coming Home for Christmas, Pippa. And because I love that name to smithereens, she will always be known as Pippa to me. I just can't, even realizing her real name, I'm like, no, I know Pippa is a character, but I'm saying that name is just great. (laughs) Can we talk about Steve Lund as a talented actor and how that brother plays no games? 
I, I began to take Steve Lund seriously when I saw him in an up TV movie titled Love Upstream. If you haven't seen that yet, after the holidays, actually, I think it's up. If you go to Amazon, if you have Amazon Prime on Prime Video, you can do a up Faith and Family subscription or up TV subscription. I think it's in there. It's probably about four or five dollars a month. Just get it for a month so that you can watch this movie. Because when I tell you his acting was on a bill. That movie was so good. I lit, I probably had my mouth open because I'm like, yo, this dude, I have never seen him act, act like this before. I was incredibly shocked and it made me a believer in Steve Lund. And I, I, I'm going to watch every movie he's in from now on, like whatever else he's in. And then Caitlin Doubleday, I don't believe I have seen anything she's in. Now I could have and just not have known it was her. Because she did look familiar. And then Caroline Ray, I believe she's from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I wasn't allowed to watch it when I was growing up. Uh, I grew up Christian, so I'm, I still am a Christian. I should put that out there. But like we were, there were certain things I wasn't allowed to watch as a kid. Like I wasn't allowed to watch that so Raven or Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Anything with like sorcery or Wizards of Waverly Place, couldn't do that. All of that. So <laughs> that's a... A mad tangent, but this movie, Del, it's just so beautiful. So you have Will and Laurel. They are a married couple living with Laurel's grandmother who practically raised her. Laurel's grandmother has fallen and broken her wrist. In tandem with that, Will and Laurel has fallen on hard times financially. So grandma took in Will and Laurel, and at the same time, Will and Laurel are trying to make sure grandma is okay since she can't do a lot with a, um, a hurt wrist. I believe it's her right wrist. So what she does, she looks into a caregiver, cue Mrs. Miracle, who just shows up. Um, and Mrs. Miracle literally livens the whole situation. Now, I would be remiss because this is a major plot point within this whole movie. While the caregiver is kind of bringing the household to life, namely the grandmom, because the grandmom is a, a Grinch, a Scrooge, if you will, because her husband uh, recently died. The um, Will and Laurel are also going through some hurt of their own because they are foster parents. And about a year ago, within the story's timeline, the kid they were fostering, they were so close, like literally inches away from the adoption going th going through. And then the boy's mother got clean, got herself right in time to take the boy back. And it did a number on Laurel to the point where she they took their names off the foster care list. She didn't know how long it would be until they would foster another kid. Meanwhile, her husband is like, yo, I'm ready. And so throughout the whole movie, it's this this conflict and this tension of the husband being ready to foster again and the and Laurel kind of having to find the wherewithal within herself to move past the hurt. And on top of that, her, I love this message of forgiveness. This was, I really enjoyed it. Um, 
her dad is in town and her dad, her mom died when she was six and she has animosity towards her father because she felt like her father just threw away the memory of her mother. He boxed up and put away her things. He remarried and started this whole other family and she went away to live with her grandma. And so she just, she's always had this strain with her, with the relationship with her father, because again, she felt like her father didn't respect the memory and what her mother was in her life. And so they meet up and they have a wonderful, grown, transparent conversation. And it was just so beautiful. This movie was perfect. I wouldn't change anything. Even with the way Caroline Ray would deliver her lines, it felt very, it felt very, I don't want to use the word cheesy or preachy, but it didn't feel authentic in a way to me. But I didn't care. I could move past that because of just the richness of the message and the acting and the story. Oh, it's so good. I loved seeing the grandmom getting back out there, dancing, her with her friends. And you saw all these uh, older people. I enjoyed seeing all those beautiful people with gray hair on my screen. (laughs) I'm so ready for my silver crown. Let me not rush it yet, though. I'm not not rushing it. I'm grateful for where I am. But this movie is five crowns, you guys. I really have, I genuinely have no complaints. Steve Lund is a G. Caroline Doubleday is a G. Paula Shaw is a G. Everybody is a G. And I'm talking capital. Like, they they took this movie and said, what? I got this. It was, this movie was, I could, I'm going to be repetitive at this point. This is five crowns to me. This is a five-crowned movie. Now, I wasn't bawling like my other fellow Hallmark podcasters or watchers were. But there was one moment that got me. I'm not, And I'm not going to say it because I genuinely want you to watch this movie. Now, I can understand, again, if you can't get past the way Caroline Ray is delivering her lines. I understand. But please see the story and see the message. It's so worth it. This is by far my favorite Miracles of Christmas movie that has come out. I know we've only had three. This is at the top right now with Christmas Promise. Not Christmas Promise. What's the one with Luke? Christmas in My Heart second. Christmas Promise third. That's where we stand right now. And I could not be more happy. And then I was looking at my list for the countdown to Christmas for Hallmark Channel. And I'm like, wow, these are really like most of them, I would say, are solid movies. Very solid movies. I'm I'm really proud of what Hallmark is putting out so far. I am incredibly, incredibly proud. They are proving me wrong. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy because I mentioned this in my Taking the Reins review. I kind of went on a rant because Taking the Reins to me was flawless from an acting perspective. Flawless. And I'm, I was saying like, homework, where are these types of movies? Keep that same energy. And they said, Dara, say less. Wait until Christmas. They kept that same energy. And I'm grateful. They proved me wrong. <laughs> 
Because I initially I was mad nervous about Countdown to Christmas because last year, out of the 40 that they came that they did last year, I only liked eight of them. All of the other 32 could just fall off a cliff. Like I really didn't care about them. I really didn't care. I think my favorite eight. Oh, I wait. Did, did I? I may have said this in my um taking a shot at love review. I might have mentioned what my favorite Countdown to Christmas ones are. Um, so I'm not going to mention it here from 2020, I should say. But if I don't, within the next few episodes, I'll be sure to tell you what my favorites were from last year. But in any event, this is going to conclude my thoughts on Debbie Makeover's and Mrs. Miracle Christmas. Actually, let me do a P.S. This movie made me want to read the novel because this is based on a novel. If this is the movie, I could only imagine how dark the novel is. Oh, I probably don't want to read the novel. I'm probably not. I need something upbeat. Actually, let me tell you what I'm going to read that's upbeat. And I said I wasn't going to... I said I wasn't going to to tell you guys my reading list, but here we are. So we're going to take a micro break, and then I'm going to talk to you about another book I'm planning to read for Christmas. So stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. So to close this out, um, I want to talk with you about One of the books that I'm going to read for this Christmas, it is by one of my favorite Christmas authors. Her name is Melody Carlson. I actually grew up reading her books as a teenager. She's a Christian fiction author, and she has some great just kind of escapism Christmas books. Like, that's kind of been her thing as she's gotten away from the traditional fiction that she's been writing. She's just been doing Christmas novellas every year. And so this one is titled A Christmas in the Alps. Get ready for a magical mountain holiday. After a time of heartache and loss, Simone Winthrop discovers a tantalizing letter from her French great-grandmother, which seems to suggest that Simone is heir to a family trip. Can, can I be heir to something? Can I inherit a chalet, a chateau, a castle? A restaurant? A B&B? Can I be on somebody's inheritance list? These inheritance plot lines got me... If, oh, gosh. I need to make sure I I get successful so I can leave my kids something, man. Actually, guys, you know what I'm, what I'm doing? I am collecting books that I've read as a child in their original format. And I'm what I want to do. One of the legacies I'm planning to pa- to pass down to my future ch- my future children. Hopefully, they'll be passed down through the generations. Lord willing, is a lot like a, my own curated library of books. These will be books that I've curated along my life that my children and their children and their children could then look through and develop their own reading habits or what have you, their own interests, whether they want. Um, history, not history, what am I talking about? Historical fantasy, fantasy, science fiction, mystery, um, suspense, biblical fiction, uh, young adult fiction, middle grade fiction, romance, magical realism, all of that. I want to be able to supply my kids with a library full of awesome books that they know that their mother has read every last one of them. 
I digress. Let's read that again in case you guys forgot. So after <laughs> after a time of heartache and loss, Simone Winthrop discovers a tantalizing letter. Why is it tantalizing? This is my first time reading the synopsis, guys. That's why I'm responding the way that I am. She discovers a tantalizing letter from her French great-grandmother, which seems to suggest that Simone is heir to a family treasure. Ever-practical Simone assumes the claim is baseless, but her best friend encourages her to find out for sure. Despite her deep-rooted fear of flying, hello, this sounds like a uh, snow-kissed, she boards a jet and travels to Paris at Christmas time to uncover the truth. During the long flight, Simone meets the charming Kyle Larson, who's on his way to France to become an apprentice clockmaker. Okay. Though they abruptly part ways, an unexpected rendezvous in the French Alps at Simone's family's clock factory <laughs> may lead to the discovery of the family treasure and so much more. I promise y'all, this is my first time reading it. I literally just ordered it and didn't even read the synopsis because of the title and because of Melody Carlson. I was just like, oh, this is her 2021 Christmas book pre-order. I pre-ordered this joint in May. Okay. But I literally, I buy every Melody Carlson, no, like Christmas novella. She's becoming the queen of Christmas fiction to me. They're like 200 page quick getaways that you can read in like three days. Oh, they're so beautiful. And especially because this one takes place in the French Alps. You ain't got us home okay? Well, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Dear Hallmark. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. If this is your first time uh, listening and tuning in with me and talking with me, subscribe. Stay a while. Take off your coat. Get comfy on the couch. Let's kick it. And also, for any review that you don't find here on the podcast, be sure to check out the Dear Hallmark YouTube channel because I'll be splitting up my reviews between the podcast and YouTube during this countdown to Christmas season. And lastly... Please follow Dear Hallmark on Instagram. I just dropped the teaser and revealed the next character in my novel, or I should say my novella, Chasing Wind. So I'll be continually I'll be continually dropping teasers on Instagram. And I also just post my like reactions to other Christmas movies that I've been watching on Instagram as well. So be sure to to follow so that because I, I engage via DM and in the comments. So be sure to follow so we can start a conversation. Let me know which Christmas movies you're liking or not liking. Who's your favorite? Hashtag Alejandro the Miracle. Hello. So thank you so much again for tuning in and I will talk to you guys in the next episode for the first installment of Dear Lifetime. It's Christmas. I'm going to be talking with you about the Lifetime Christmas preview special that I watched. And we have some things to discuss. Okay? We have some things to discuss, family. So I will talk to you guys in that episode.